0: everything can be changed with the perspective. So from my perspective, I love being an entrepreneur. I think that there is way more benefits of uh, being a mom entrepreneur because uh, my kids have an ability to learn the history by seeing where it happened, you know, by traveling the world with me, by, Meeting amazing people by, you know, Eric and I have a really uh, wide network of uh, amazing, powerful friends, mentors, uh, thought leaders.
1: When it comes to building a business empire online while intentionally cultivating a thriving life at home with kids, well, there is no roadmap. It's not easy. But the great news is we're not alone. We live in a crazy world that is truly unlike any other time in our history. And if you're like me, you've got an impact of your own to make but you're not willing to sacrifice your relationship with those that you love in order to get it. My name is Stephanie Dove Blake, and this is the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast, where we'll journey together to learn what it means to be a truly powerful parent. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Powerful Parenting Journey. I am so excited because I have someone super special that's sitting with me. It's a wonderful, incredible woman that I had the amazing fortune to meet at Russell Brunson's Category Kings Mastermind. Uh, It is the incredible Marina Wari. If you've had any experience in the network marketing industry, then you probably already know who she is. She is a powerhouse entrepreneur, and she has helped thousands carve their own path to success. She's the wife to the world's most watched and most trusted thought leader for network marketing, Eric Worre. But what you're going to see in this podcast and what you'll come to learn is that she is a force to be reckoned with who has charged her own path, and she's inspired hundreds of thousands worldwide. Marina is the co-founder and president of the Network Marketing Pro and the mastermind behind the most powerful women in network marketing event. And let's not forget, she is the executive producer for the docu- documentary style short movie, Rise of the Entrepreneur. And guys, when the global pandemic hit, Marina didn't just sit back. She actually rolled up her sleeves and brought Worry Studios to life, which is a 25,000 foot, square foot production studio in Las Vegas, all in just around about 10 weeks. People said it was impossible, but Marina proved them wrong because that's what she does. She makes the impossible possible. So today we're going to be diving into Marina's journey as a mother while achieving fame and fortune. So find a comfy spot and let's dive in together. Okay. Welcome back to the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast. I am so excited this morning to be here with you with the epic Marina Worry. She is an absolute powerhouse of a woman and I'm sure of a mother and to have her on this podcast is such an honor. And so Marina, thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with us today. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. Um, I met Marina actually at a, a mastermind and her and Eric Rory, uh, came and um, shared with a, a small group of us. And I was just blown away by what they have done, what they're currently doing uh, it really blows me away, the magnitude of the impact that they are making on the world. And so as I was listening to Eric talking, I kept looking over And I see this beautiful woman, I mean, just dressed to the nines as far as fashion goes. She probably knows way more than I do. But I just kept looking over and saw this beautiful woman. I was like, oh my gosh, but what is her story? Like, what in the world? And then he starts talking about the studio that you guys built in approximately 10 weeks or so in Las Vegas in the midst of covid And he points over and he's like, yeah, that was all her. And I was like, I bet it was. I was like, I have to talk to this incredible woman and hear about her journey and motherhood and entrepreneurship and, and what it's been like for her. So tell us a little bit about
0: your family. How many kids do you guys have? So Eric and I have a blended family. We have five kids. So I have three bonus children and I have two of my own. Uh, so, it's a, it's an interesting household because, uh, first of all, a lot of our kids are older. So, we kind of like the, the range is between 18 to 36. So, most of them are married or in serious relationships and uh, live a little bit all over the United States. Uh, my daughter actually uh, spends some of her time in Italy. So, she lives in Italy and a little bit in the States. So, her and... Uh, her husband and my grandbaby travel as well. And uh, we have seven grandkids total. So it's a, it's, it's a Brady Bunch. (laughs) That's amazing. What, okay. So Marina, one thing
1: we've, we've not really talked about yet on this podcast, and it's something I'm living out right now as well, is just having
0: adult children. Like, it's It's crazy it's crazy and it's weird and it's uh you know i think maybe because i'm at that stage where uh, my youngest is 18 right so uh he's going to college next year uh he's driving and i think he's the not i think he is the last of the bunch and it just such an interesting feeling because i feel like when i had other kids right and they were still kind of like home I, I'm not saying that I'm feeling empty, empty nester yet, but I feel like letting go of the last one is the hardest thing to do. That's, that's what I'm learning because, uh, when my daughter went to college and she studied abroad and <clears throat> I was like, you know, it's fine. You know, I have a so little one that I need to worry about, but now he's kind of like almost flying out of the nest. And I'm just like, wow, that's, that's a, such a new feeling for me. Oh my gosh. How, like,
1: d- are you learning from anyone as far as the wisdom of like just how to process that? Because it just seems, I, I I can't comprehend it right now. My youngest is 10 and that's, I know that's only, you know, possibly eight years from now and you know, we could, we could be fully empty nesters. Right. So have you heard anything or any wisdom for anybody who's in our spot?
0: Um, I don't know because here, here's the thing. I feel like um a lot of people have different parenting ideas, <clears throat> different advices and, the outlook at life, right? So uh, I'm coming from the culture where um, when I went to college, my college was in my hometown. So I lived with my parents at the time. Actually, at the time of the college, I actually moved out of the house. So but I was still kind of like not far from them. I was surrounded by my friends in my local community. So there was nothing really new to me except like a new group of friends in college here in the United States, it's a completely different anomaly for me because like kids are moving out to a different state, more likely, they're gonna live in a dome and now you're gonna get a dorm and now you're gonna have like all kinds of like interesting stuff going on. So to me, I'm just like, I'm I'm fascinated because this is actually my first child who goes to college in the United States because I'm originally from Ukraine, Um, moved to States almost 15 years ago. So it's kind of like, it's an interesting feeling. So I'm kind of like, I'm still, kind of like trying to process uh ask me a year from now when he is in college I'll <laughs> tell you how I'm feeling and what is going through my head but right now I'm just kind of like um one foot in front of the other right <laughs> one foot in front of the other well okay so tell me about
1: um, what it has been like uh being a mother and doing all the things that you and Eric have done i mean it's truly truly incredible the amount of impact you've had, especially on the MLM uh, industry and network marketing. And it's it's so powerful. And so I can only imagine having that magnitude of a business weight and, and impact. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just thinking that because I haven't had that kind of impact before. But. When you have that kind of impact, I would imagine it's like Atlas shrugged, right? You feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your
0: shoulders, and you've
1: got these five little humans that are looking to you in the midst of all of it. What has that been like for you?
0: You know, it's been uh, interesting uh, in a lot of different ways because uh, Eric and I are working really, really hard, right? And like I said, majority of our kids are a little bit older now, uh, so. Pretty much when him and I got together, they were already kind of like in their teenage or older years. So for them, uh, so my three bonus children, my youngest at the time was, um, I think it was like uh, 13, 14 when Eric and I got together. So it was, uh, he was going through the high school. So that was interesting because like I was raising a teenager uh, that I kind of like, that is my stepson. And uh Kind of like you know interesting right <clears throat> different different challenges, different um kind of like obstacles, but um one thing that I think that Eric and I show to our kids uh that being an entrepreneur uh has its benefits and has its um uh not necessary challenges but because we do not necessary because we don't work nine to five right our job is twenty four seven and uh, Eric is laughing at me because i don't know days of the week i I live by dates because to me, it's Monday or Sunday, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, The only difference I know is my son, the youngest one, is at school or he's at home, right? So that's how I recognize the weekend. Other than that, I, I work on the weekends if I need to, and if I need to, I can take time off on Monday if I feel like it, right? Or if my schedule allows that to happen. So I think having, first of all, having that flexibility, but also having the responsibility that comes with the impact or influence that eric and i have because we travel a lot so of course we missed a lot of important uh days dates um celebrations rehearsals recitals and anything and everything in between right so even our um eric and i between the two of us we have two girls so we have three boys and two girls both of our girls had to schedule their wedding based on our schedule and our and eric and i my availability because we already had the commitments like you know our schedule is planned pretty much 12 to 18 months in advance so if they wanted us to attend their wedding (laughs) they had to run it by our schedule first to make sure that um we can come because we would not be able to cancel the event that it's already on the book so the speaking engagement and things like that so that's that creates a kind of like interesting environment for for the kids but at the same time i think having entrepreneurial parents uh sets a completely different uh, outlook and perspective at lo- on life right of the possibilities and mindset and uh, work ethic and <clears throat> different options and choices in life and you know everything that comes with being an entrepreneur and parent so like i said there are a lot of amazing things that come with that and there are a lot of things that uh, we have to miss on those days and stuff like that. You know, one of the questions that I kind of like have to answer a lot or at least to help women answer uh, when I do my women's conference is the mom's guilt. And oftentimes I feel like I had that feeling of a mom guilt as well because, like I said, I missed a lot of important dates uh, and days in my kids' lives. And at the same time, <clears throat> I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, my son was, I think he was nine at the time. Uh, and we were doing an event in Australia. So that's, that's the 18 year old now. Uh, so we're doing an event in Australia and, um uh, uh kind of like after the event, there is like a VIP reception and Eric is, um, taking pictures and talking to people. And I'm kind of like behind the scenes, making sure everything is uh, working. Everything is fine. And, um, my son is kind of like from the far, kind of like looking at me, uh, and all of a sudden people start coming to me and start asking questions and start taking pictures with me and thanking me for the work that i do and my son keeps kind of like looking and looking and paying attention eventually he comes to me and says like mom what did you do to all these people why they're taking pictures with you why they are uh you know saying thank you and things like that so and I told him, you know, remember those days, remember those times when I didn't come to your soccer game, when I didn't come to your school play, when I missed your birthday, I was helping these people. I was pouring my knowledge, my heart and soul into them. So because of you, I was able to help them. So your sacrifice doesn't go unnoticed. So while they were th- they were saying thank you to me, they were also saying thank you to you. For supporting me in the process, for allowing me to travel, for allowing me to do what I do and live my passion and impact the world on a bigger scale that I w- could if I wasn't able to travel or uh, meet with all these people. So, you know, that little conversation shifted in me so many different things and perspectives because first of all, he saw so in action. The sacrifice that he made right at the same time he also saw the gratitude in so many people's eyes and on their faces and he he was feeling proud of himself and he was also kind of like feeling part of it and he was not ever after that he was asking me like why you have to leave why you have to go because he already saw the reason why and what makes me realize one of the things that sometimes uh, we're being harsh on the entrepreneurs or working moms or uh, dads uh, doesn't matter mom or dad um, we don't recognize that if you're working nine to five oftentimes you make even more sacrifices because uh you're working at the job you're not necessarily a big fan of Uh, You're not necessarily making enough money to support your family to the way you want to support it. You do not necessarily have enough money to have choices and options in life. Uh, So first of all, you're coming home tired, most likely exhausted. And as a woman specifically, you have to do dinner, you have to clean the dishes, you have to, you know, cuddle with your kids or read them the night bad story, do the homework with them or do the laundry, do all kinds of other stuff, right? So first of all, you're already tired you do not necessarily have enough of emotional strength to give your kids what they need, right? To give that emotional presence because you have like, while you might be reading that story to your child, You have so much stuff going on through your head. Like, first of all, is the laundry done? Is the um, what I'm going to wear tomorrow or what my boss going to say or what is this? What is that? Can I afford a Christmas present this year or all this different stuff? So I feel like there is even more mom guilt in that situation than when you are chasing your dreams, when you are going out of your own way, when you are making those sacrifices, because at least those sacrifices have the opportunity to give you better choices in life, right? <clears throat> because when you stuck at the certain place, um that you're not necessarily being uh, celebrated and more likely tolerated. That's not fun. That's not fun emotionally for you. That's not fun for your children. That's not fun for anybody. So I mean, There are a lot of different uh, traits, and the way you look at it, it just, you know, everything, um, everything can be changed with the perspective. So, from my perspective, I love being an entrepreneur. I think that there is way more benefits of uh, being a mom entrepreneur because uh, my kids have an ability to learn the history by seeing where it happened, you know, by traveling the world with me by meeting amazing people by you know eric and i have a really uh wide network of uh amazing powerful friends mentors uh thought leaders and my kids are exposed to them right so they have the opportunity to hang out with uh like lisa nichols for example is one of my dear friends well uh, my kids and my grandbaby calls her auntie lisa right so how how often you have the luxury of doing things like that so to me it's it's absolutely priceless
1: Mm, That's so powerful. Um, I I love being an entrepreneur and a mother as well. I think it's super powerful and you bring up so many great points. I know that sometimes whenever we do have to miss out on things because people like to talk about this in a way of like, well, no, it's, you know, it's, they like to talk about it in a way that's black and white, but there was one circumstance where literally I, I needed to miss a kid's event. And so what I did was I made sure, you know, that, okay, whenever I get back, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, we talked through it and all that, um, but there have been times where, whenever I have to leave, it instead of it being kind of uh, understanding, because I try to include them on my business, on everything I do, and catch them up, kind of like what you, what you did. You know, you brought them on the trips; they get to see you in action, and it does make a huge difference. But especially for my youngest, sometimes she's like, "Hey, mom, what? Where are you going this time? What's going on now?" And you can tell in her voice she's sad about it. Um, and, and when those things happen for a lot of kids, it doesn't necessarily process in the right way. Are there things that you've found that you and Eric have done in order to kind of help your your kids process? Obviously, you have given us a really one really great instance where you brought them with you. They got to see the impact that they're making and you helped them have that paradigm shift. But are there some things that you do whenever you do have
0: to miss those big events that help them? understand and help them feel connected to you? I mean, the, we, we work from home, right? So we do not necessarily have the office. So our kids see us working all the time. Uh, they see me sitting on the couch with a the computer. They see me working at my desk with a the computer. They see me kind of like doing all kinds of different things. Right. So they see that work constantly. Uh, and when we travel, of course, bringing them with us is probably the best thing to show them, because oftentimes, uh, especially when kids are little, they don't understand, especially when they see, you know, it's like mom is on the Phone, mom is talking to somebody, or mom is talking to a computer, or mom is doing something like that. They don't understand what's happening. Or you're scrolling your social media. They just like, oh, you're just doing nothing. You're just scrolling your social media. Or you just, you know, uh, they do not necessarily understand what is happening on the other side. So uh, I believe that engaging kids in what we do. is really important by, depends on, again, depends on the ages, giving them the responsibilities. Like, uh, sometimes you can, even with kids that are little, like two, three, four years old, you can give them a small, tiny little task. And they will be so excited because now they have the responsibility. Now they have something that they're doing for you. And uh, if you engage them in the way that, hey, be a mama's cheerleader, right? Mama is busy right now, but um, uh, like after I do this, we're gonna play or after I do this, we can go and celebrate in the park, or we can travel, we can go to Disney, or whatever it might be, right? So giving them certain responsibility is a big thing. Also showing them the reward that you're going to have as a family or they're going to have is another important piece that keeps them engaged. So instead of being disconnected with you and resent, uh, resentful of you leaving or you being busy or you working, we actually engaging them. Because I think also one important thing here is to remember that kids do not need all of our time. They need quality time. Because if you're working and they're just somewhere crawling on the, on the carpet, um, you're not necessarily spending time with your children, right? You're spending time when you're actually looking them in the eye, when you're having a meaningful connection, when you're having a meaningful conversation about what's important to them. Uh, I always, um, I don't know how and why, but I always talk to my kids as an adult, regardless of their age at the time. And I think that actually paid off because and sometimes i had tough conversations you know it's like i got separated with my husband uh, when i when my daughter was 3 years old and we had that tough conversation what happened why it happened it's nobody's fault and we both love you and you know things going to be different now but um, I think having that um, transparency to as much kids can comprehend at that age, right, whatever uh, whatever that age is, uh, is, is important. And at the same time, yes, we want to protect our kids from life, right, from danger of the outside world. But at the same time, I do believe that our responsibility as a parent is to allow our kids to make small mistakes, which hopefully... By learning on those small mistakes, we'll protect them from making big mistakes. Because on once for a season, I was like, again, especially when I became um, a young mom, didn't know anything, didn't know any better. You start listening to different advice and everybody's like, oh, you have to protect your child for this and give them super clean water and give them this and do that. So like, and more and more, I was trying to protect them right and don't get me wrong i'm a mama bear okay you don't want to mess with me especially when it comes to my children my family my business i'm a mama bear for my kids i'm a mama bear for my family and i'm a mama bear for my community Uh, But at the same time, I also recognize that we all learn through mistakes. We also learn through failure. And if I don't allow them to learn what that candle is and how hot that fire is, if they don't burn that finger one time when they're little, they will jump into the fire when they've grown up and not even know the consequences of that. So allowing them to learn on small mistakes, I think is really important. And regardless of you know how protective we're trying to be giving ourselves also push back a little bit and say you know what they need to learn this way because i had pretty interesting childhood um, I was exposed to a lot of things that I had to do when I was very, very, very young. Uh, my mom got sick when I was nine years old and uh, I just had a little sister. So I had to take care of my mom, my newborn sister. We were doing construction in our condo at the same time. So I was at nine years old uh, going on a public transportation on the buses and stuff like that, because like the place we were living was about. 30 minutes away from the condo where the construction was going. So I'm in my nine years old, traveling by myself in the public transportation, looking if the uh, construction workers are doing a good job, whatever the heck I understood at nine years old, what the good job means, right? <clears throat> so doing all these different things, first of all, I cannot imagine my kids doing anything like this at that age but also at the same time i realized that that made me who i am that gave me certain sense of responsibility independence i i learned quickly and i think that um that gave me the experiences in life that allowed me to i don't know being more courageous in different circumstances or um being a little bit more open be a little bit uh more um welcoming help or advice or whatever it might be so again different experiences that we go through life especially at the young age they pave the way of who we are becoming as an adult and that goes back to parenting right us helping shape life of our kids shaping their future is really important and oftentimes we don't recognize that the conversation that we have with ourselves, the conversation that we have with them makes a huge impact. And only when you're adult, you start realizing, like, oh my gosh, I said this thing when you were just three years old and you remember this, or like, or like whatever it might be or something that you thought was no big deal and you just didn't even remember the moment, but it made a huge impression on your child and you start thinking, it's like, wow, that did make a huge difference. Because like looking back at myself, I remember when I was a little girl, I had two very strong women in my life, my mom and my grandma. And both of them told me that I'm strong, I'm powerful, I can achieve everything I want in life. And uh, I was little at the time, naive, and I believed them. Uh, But I think that belief made me who I am, not I think, I know for sure, that belief made me who I am today because every time I would face with a challenge, every time I would make a mistake, every time I would fail on my face flat, I would remember, I can achieve everything I want in life. If I put my mind into it, I'll figure it out. I'll find a way, I'll solve the problem. So that belief system that was giving me as a gift when I was a little girl, made a huge, huge difference in my life. And don't get me wrong, there were uh, seasons in my life where I completely lost that confidence, where I completely lost that belief and I had to rebuild it. And it took me almost a decade to rebuild that confidence and that belief again. But one thing is, first of all, I understand now the power of telling my kids time after time after time that they're smart, they're powerful, they can achieve everything they want in life, give them that belief system. It will serve them so much in their life. And also understand that, yes, that belief can be shaken up by different obstacles and challenges that will happen uh, in life. It's it's not going to be a smooth sailing for anybody, right? We know that life is like a roller coaster. There are ups and downs and everything in between. And our kids are going to have to live that life as well. So more we give them that gift of confidence, believe in themselves, uh, education, and uh, different tools in the mindset that will help them through life and experiences, uh, I think is really powerful.
1: Hey, Powerful Parents, Stephanie here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that statistics show that 88% of Americans say they eat dinner with their family every night or a few times a week? I think that's a pretty awesome stat. But if you're anything like me and you're an entrepreneur, then after a day filled of putting out fires and maybe various events, testing your patients, sometimes it's hard to think of questions that can help you really connect with your kids beyond the standard. How was your day? When my kids were just littles, I put together a list of questions to solve this problem and to help us have something to connect with over dinner time. And now I would love to share my curated dinner questions with you. This is good for littles and for bigs. There's lots of different varying questions in there. And these questions are going to help to ensure that the conversation is not just lively, but will bring you closer to your children while you enjoy a delicious meal together. As a listener of this podcast, you can get access to these questions at www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Once you're there, make sure to type in your best email, and I'll have my team shoot over the questions for you. Once you get the questions, I encourage you to make this a family affair, print them out, have your kids help you cut them out. We even grabbed a mason jar and my kids decorated it. And that's where we put all of our questions. And that same mason jar still sits on or near our dinner table to this day. We've been using these questions for close to eight years now, and I've really enjoyed the fun conversation and connection that's come from them. I hope your family enjoys them as much as mine have. Again, that's www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Now back to the show. Oh, my gosh, you dropped so much gold there. I was wondering, is there something that you feel like you've like a recurring lesson that you have taught your kids over the years or something that you very intentionally wanted to make sure that they got? And if so, how did you make sure that you were communicating that to them?
0: Well, one of the things is um, um, respect. Uh, because respect is really important to me, and I actually learn, learned that uh, by somebody kind of like pointing it out to me. It's like, oh, you're a very proud woman, huh? Like, respect is a big deal. And I noticed that respect is a big deal for my children. Um, if you ask my um, my youngest, especially when he was little, it's just like, hey, can you run and go take the garbage out? Uh, he would probably not do that. But if you ask him respectfully, it's like, hey, honey, can you please do this? Um, he will be like super happy to do that. But again, he needs to be treated as an adult. He needs to be treated with respect, just the same as my daughter and uh, all of our kids. So I think that was interesting to notice. And I think also, again, going back into the entrepreneurship, being an entrepreneur and uh, showing what are the possibilities, it's interesting to see um, the things that like, My son, for example, choosing as a college right now, like what is the major that he's looking at? Uh, My daughter works for us right now uh, in our company for I think six or seven years now. And it's interesting also to see that shift because even though she was born uh, in an entrepreneurial family, raised as an entrepreneurial baby, she still chose the path of an employee, but at the same time, now even still being an employee, Uh, she's looking through the ownership lenses. She's looking from the perspective, like, okay, how do I save money for the company? How do I do this? How do I do that? So she's looking, um, at business from completely different lenses. And I think that it's fascinating to see how they are looking at life, how they're looking at the world, how like the values that they're creating, um, all these different things is just, you know, fascinating to me. Oh,
1: that's so fascinating. I'm so curious with, with all of that, I can see that you, uh, most likely it sounds like you, they caught it rather than it was like, I'm sure you had words that you gave where you taught respect, but as someone who walks around and kind of commands respect, I imagine they would see that and carry that through into everything that they do. And so out of the five kids, um, how many, how many of them are actually ending up kind of going that entrepreneurial route so far?
0: Uh, we have, uh, right now. So. Eric sold daughter, daughter. She's a business owner. So she's an entrepreneur in her own right with three babies. And so <clears throat> she's doing that. Um, two boys um, are, one is still kind of like searching for his journey. Um, um, another boy is working in the corporate world. Uh, my youngest is going to college into the business. <clears throat> and my daughter is working in the business, even though she's an employee, like I said, <clears throat> she's an entrepreneurial venture. That's so incredible. Okay.
1: So I'm, I'm so curious. I want to ask you just two questions and then we'll wrap it up. Um, one question is what, what are you, what's your take on what's going on today with screens
0: in our world and kids? Do you have any thoughts around that? Screens are actually very interesting conversation because at the beginning when, uh, again, my youngest is a gamer. Uh, so I was not a happy camper because he was spending so much time on the computer, playing video games. But then what I noticed, especially during COVID, uh, because uh, kids, everybody, we were all stuck at home, right? Um, There was no real school, no connection, no friendships, no nothing really happening. So it was interesting to see how kids found a way through different technology Stay in touch, stay connected to each other. And uh, I remember one time we were sitting in the din- at the dinner table, and uh, in the midst of COVID, COVID, in the midst of lockdown, uh, my son kind of like gets up f- like quickly from dinner. Is like, okay, uh, I'm I'm going to the movie night. I was like, you're going what? You're going where? Wh- what's happening? And then he says like, oh, we just kind of like with all my friends from school, we just kind of like picked a movie and we're gonna all watch it together. I was like, wow. Okay. So they were connecting on different devices, watching the same movie in million different, different places. So that was fascinating. Then one time he comes to me and says, uh, can I please have like $200? Um, like, I was like, why, why you need $200? He's like, well, I want to buy a video game. I was like, dude, 200 bucks. It's a lot of money. I mean, it's like, what, how many games are you buying? He's like five. I was like five. Why do you need to buy five games? He's like, Mom, I've been playing with these guys for so many years and there is a new game that just came out and it's like $40, Uh, but I know they cannot afford it. So I wanted to make it a present and I wanted to buy it for them. So four of my friends can get that too. So that's why I'm asking for 200. I was like, wow, okay. So you know, I mean, it's like that made me realize that first of all, all these different devices. Right. It's just that's the new generation. That's that's normal to them. Right. It's like to us, it's a technology to them. It's a part of their life. Right. It's kind of like it's like their arm. You, they cannot live without it. As like even us adults, like uh, think about like you leaving the house without your phone. I mean, everybody's gonna have a panic attack, right? Cause like without our phones, we're nothing. We don't remember even our phone number, our own phone number. Um, so we like, I, I don't even know anybody's phone numbers except mine and my husband's. Like I need to look it up my kid's phone number, okay? That's how embarrassing it is. But at the same time, For them, it's the way they communicate, it's the way they engage, it's the way they uh, build relationships, it's the way they consume content, it's it's everything, right? So once I realized that I was less resentful of the technology, less resentful of the screen time, of course, I mean, it's like, it's better if the little kids watch less screen and have more time to play outside and spend with their parents and everything else. But at the same time, you know, uh, right now it's almost impossible. There is so much content, amazing content, because I, I don't know when you were growing up, but when I was growing up, especially at that time in the Soviet Union, we didn't have cartoons 24 seven. We didn't have a channel for cartoons or movies that we would want to watch. There was a newspaper with the program, right? And uh, I would circle, circle up like there are cartoons at this time when I come back from school or kindergarten or whatever it is, right? Or well, there is that movie that I want to watch. So <clears throat> I would just go at a specific time. So I would plan my day, my homework, my everything around that particular one small period of time when that cartoon was out there, right? So now it's 24/7 and there are so many educational programs that are actually very very helpful. I mean, my uh grandbaby, uh she's 2. She's counting, she knows all the colors, she's this, she's that. She's doing all of those different things while because there are so many YouTube videos that teach kids all these different things. So I think it's up to the parents um of course I mean, different styles, different parents have, but um, I learned to be more okay with the technology than not, uh, just because on the examples that I seen from my older kids, and how that impacted their life, because um, we, we had internet and the tech coming into our lives, not that long ago, they are born with it, they don't know any different. So for them, I think it's, like I said, it's part of them. Um, And I think faster we realize it and less resentful we become and actually maybe navigate it to use it in a proper way, it's going to be much more powerful for them as well.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know, there's a saying that we're, we're digital nomads raising digital natives and you know, it's, it's very encompassed in what you just said. And, and, and they don't, I mean, of course they have the ability to socialize in the same ways that have been around since humankind became humankind. Um, But the nuance of video games and social media is all about connection and it's a new way that they're finding. And it's
0: also business. I mean, look at how many businesses online, uh right that uh now they're thinking different right i remember when my son for the first time uh, i don't remember when uh how long ago it was but a long time ago maybe like 10 years ago when i asked him like what do you want to do when you grow up he's like i want to be a youtuber i was like you're gonna be what like what what is that you know so at that time i even though I've been uh, on the online marketing side of things for a long time I was like YouTuber I was like wow okay so I mean it's like there are so many new professions that didn't even exist uh when you and I were growing up or especially when I was growing up uh, and now it's kind of like pretty much everything on their fingertips and they're seeing different business opportunities they're seeing different ways of <clears throat> learning and it's just it's just fascinating how fast the world is moving, and with the with the AI, uh, the possibilities is just you know the tech gonna jump so high this year because of the AI. <clears throat> I think that um, in the next year we're gonna be living in the probably a lot different world that we are today because of. The tech. I agree, one hundred percent agree. Um, so let's bring it back down
1: to the basic question I usually ask towards the end of the podcast and take your time and
0: answering if you'd like. But Marina, what does it mean to you to be a good mother? To me, uh, <laughs> to me, be a good mom is, um, obviously protect my kids, right. Um, give them the best I can possibly give and also be a good role model, hopefully, <laughs> because I remember I was going through a tough time. I was separating with my husband and, um, Eric and I met, I knew that relationship was over, but I, I could not make that decision and move away. Right. I was, um, trying to save a broken glass, uh, which was not savable. And, uh, but I still kind of like, if it's to be, it's up to me, you know, it's like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to carry it on my shoulders, um, all that interesting stuff. And I thought I was doing um, that for my children, right? Because uh, I separated, uh, my, my, my daughter went through divorce <clears throat> with uh, me and her dad, and my son was at the same position when he was three years old. And I was like, I'm not gonna repeat the same mistake. I'm not gonna let my son um, grow up without the father, all that stuff, right? Uh, very noble thinking, but not smart. And let me tell you why, because <clears throat> um, when, I, um, when I told Eric, when we met and I said, you know what, I, I just think that for, for the sake of my children, I have to make this relationship work. I have to make that sacrifice <clears throat> and just, just stay in that broken marriage. And Eric told me one thing that changed my perspective forever. He said, what do you think going to make um, and serve your kids better? Seeing you being deeply unhappy, seeing you crying yourself to sleep every single night, seeing you living beneath of your potential, or them seeing you being happy, you being respected, you being loved, you living your passion, you being you, and excited and ambitious woman you are, what do you think is going to give them a better outlook at life and better chances in life? And that's when it dawned on me that. No matter how many good stories I'll tell to my children, no matter how inspirational I'll be for them, uh, when one day somebody tells them, boo, when one day somebody tries to bully my baby girl or my baby boy, uh, one day somebody tells them, no, you cannot do this because you're just a girl, because you're just a guy. They'll come to me. Right. And as a mama bear, I'll try to protect them and I'll try to convince them on the opposite, that they can achieve everything they want in life and they can dream big dreams and they can live the life of all of their dreams. Right. And they would ask me, so if I can do it, why you didn't do it? And I would not know an answer to that question because there would be no answer because I would be lying into them. Right. So if I if they can live the life of their dreams, I can live that, too. And in order for me to show them that it's possible for them, I need to show them not just with my lips, but with my feet. So, And that's when I realized that I need to become happy, uh, wealthy, impactful, living with purpose, uh, leaving the legacy behind so they can do that too. Uh, And I think that's the best example for the kids. So I think it's one of the biggest responsibilities, like I said at the beginning, allowing our kids to do small mistakes so they can, uh, so hopefully they don't have to make big ones, but also showing them by example what's possible and setting the bar so high and reaching for that bar and inspiring them with our words, with our belief in them, with their ambitions and sometimes crazy ideas. um, Because... More we try to tell them, don't touch it because you're going to hurt yourself. More we're going to raise kids that are afraid and I'm um, going to stay in average mediocre existence instead of reaching for the stars. Bravo. Oh, that was so
1: good. So, so good. Marina, it has been an absolute Blessing to have you on the podcast. This is so incredible. I know everybody who's listening is gonna leave so inspired by you and, and just everything that you shared with us. And so before we go ahead and officially wrap it up, I want to make sure that we let people know about what you have going on because I hear you have an incredible event coming up
0: in December in Las Vegas. Is that right? Yes, we do. We um every year we host a big event, uh, GoPro event, uh, GoPro experience. And Since COVID, we started doing that in our studio, the Worry Studios here in Las Vegas. It's a lot of fun. It's a three day uh, convention for entrepreneurs, small business owners, network marketers, uh, where we're teaching the skill set, the mindset necessary to be an entrepreneur, to be successful in this business, uh, social media tools, all the different stuff um, that is helpful for you to be, to be successful in this business. So, um, I would strongly advise you to come and join us Uh, it's a gopro2023.com make sure to grab your ticket you can uh, probably by now the tickets are sold out uh, for in person but we still uh, have virtual tickets so make sure to grab your virtual ticket and uh, buckle up because we're gonna be doing a lot of amazing things with a lot of uh, guest speakers and stuff like that so it's gonna be very very valuable three days. Ah, oh, that's exciting. As
1: soon as we get off here, that's where I'm going. So guys, if you want to check out that link, make sure you head on over to the show notes. We'll have it all linked there for you, as well as some awesome notes from today's chat with Marina. Marina, thank you so much for making the time. I know how valuable your time is being booked out a year, 18 months in advance. And so you coming on really means the world. And I just know that you will have impacted a lot of moms who may have been sitting here in a lot of mom guilt over you know, everything we do as entrepreneurial women and uh, high achievers and going out there and wanting to change the world, but not lose the kingdom at home. And so we just really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: I truly hope you enjoyed our episode today on the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast. Make sure to hit follow and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You're not going to want to miss a thing. I promise. If you were impacted by this episode, do me a favor and leave a review with a comment. I read every one of them and I also pass them along to our guests. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links at powerfulparenting.com forward slash podcast. If you want to see more behind the scenes with me and my guests, be sure to find me on Instagram or Facebook. It's where we can have deeper conversations on these podcasts. Take care. And remember, it's not about being a perfect parent. It's about taking each day and working on showing up powerfully for our kids. They deserve it, and you are the parent for the job. See you on the next episode.